0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Styling Advisory Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Cohen, a stylist marketing specialist and founder of the Styling Advisory. In this podcast, I ask successful personal stylists how they built their business and what marketing tactics have worked for them. If you're a personal stylist or an image expert looking to attract, convert, and retain clients, you might be interested in joining our Stylist Marketing Collective where you'll learn essential, effective, styling client attraction activities from digital marketing specialists and get them set up together. So for more details on that, you can head to the website. Now in this episode, I'm chatting with Jessica Ryan, who is a multi-award-winning personal stylist and fashion curator and a mum of two based in Gippsland, Victoria. Jess has built her successful business based on the ability to curate and style the ideal capsule wardrobe. Over the last decade of working in the retail fashion industry, Jess developed a curiosity for women's consumer behavior and what makes the perfect curated wardrobe. Now, she experimented with the art of this curation herself, living with a 40-piece wardrobe for three years to prove that you can develop a balance between fashion obsession and mindful shopping. And we talk about how Jess tapped into this niche and marketed it beautifully using a powerful visual image of the rack. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast to learn from experts who are making a living doing what they love. Hope you enjoy. So, Jess, you're going to start off by telling us a little bit about how you got into the styling industry and your background in fashion, and then we'll get yeah. into the to the details. Absolutely. So, I started out working in the retail
1: industry for a long time, over a decade, and I think what that instilled in me through selling fashion and always driving the hottest and newest trends in store was this habitual behavior around buying the newest trends and buying new pieces every week to represent the store and what we were selling. After leaving the fashion industry and stepping into the corporate world, I still found I had this shopping habit that was showing up. And at one point I just craved simplicity. When is enough enough? And why do I still not feel satisfied and and like I'm I'm in my best style? And I began researching and really learning about what builds a functional versatile wardrobe. And was fascinated by the capsule wardrobe concept and blogging about that and began sort of helping women edit their wardrobes. But then there was another turning point for me becoming a mum. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old now. And after having my daughter, I realized through living with this minimalistic approach to wardrobe. So I had a 40 piece wardrobe for like three years, which isn't much.
0: No, that's Um, amazing. So tell me, you spent three years with a 40 piece wardrobe and you didn't buy anything else. I did buy. So I did. But the rule
1: was once I curated down to this minimalistic approach, it was one in, one out. And seasonally, I would allow myself, using a, a formula that I created, a few new pieces each season. You you step into the, the capsule wardrobe world and people talk about it being cathartic and life changing and freeing and you refine your style. There are so many benefits. But I also uncovered some of the, the challenges, the fast turnover of clothing because you're wearing it on high repeat. And then, of course, having my daughter and living with this minimalist approach for so long. Being someone that loved, I was always a fashion person. Well, not always, but for a lot of my life, I was a fashion person, and that was my talent. That was my thing. That's what gave me my confidence. I'd lost it. I'd lost, and I think that's something that comes as a rite of passage. Is becoming a mother is we we lose touch with our identity, and life changes um, in a really big way. But I think what really contributed to that is um, this loss of connection with my wardrobe and how I dress and how I present myself. And that's where curated style becomes this kind of meld of my passion for functional wardrobes that are simplistic, but also that are congruent with who we are and help us express ourselves, our personal style, and feel confident, that, that irreplaceable sense of confidence when you feel good in, in what you're wearing. Um mm. and that
0: that's my passion and that's never changed. Okay. Let's drill down into that a little bit because um, as a mum I also I can completely um, identify with that feeling. I have a nine-year-old and a four-year-old and when I became a mum I think you've just got so little free time to invest in yourself that the moments that you do have to to connect with yourself are through things like fashion. Yeah. So it's almost like a touch, a, a tangible touchstone where you can be like, "This is me," but <laughs> which makes me think of that song from The Showman. But you know, it, it's like you're you're trying to connect with who you are, who you used to be, and 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 redefine yourself as a mum. And let's not forget, you're completely sleep deprived as well, so it is very hard to function on an even playing field. So, how did you deal with that? I guess, lack of confidence and that that sense of being lost at that time. You know, like what, what was the first thing that you decided to do to change that?
1: Yeah, what was the first thing I did? Wow, I remember standing in front of the mirror in tears just wanting to feel like me again. The first thing I did, all I can remember is starting Curate and Style That's and deciding that aside from the capsule wardrobes and helping women edit down to this seamless wardrobe i need to find my own style again through learning how to become a stylist and reigniting that connection with fashion and then help other women with this as well so that's the first connection i can remember to helping myself was was reimmersing myself in the fashion industry
0: yeah to help others mm. so is that why um your clients seem to love the shopping capsule experience you know if we compare that with other image professionals who might specialize in in you know color analysis or some people that are really exploring um different virtual services i wanted to talk about what you think it is that makes your clients take that step to saying do you know what enough is enough i am going to work with someone and i want them to just build that capsule wardrobe for me and and most of the time these are new pieces aren't they you do a big shop in chadston you actually build you curate you build the wardrobe and you show them how to style it and that's their capsule that moment that from a sales perspective that um decision to purchase what do you think is the catalyst for them to go yeah okay jess just help me out start from scratch sort it out.
1: Yeah. I think there's a couple of things. Almost all of my clients, when I ask them what they really want to achieve through working with me, is they just want outfits that are effortless, mm. and they see the capsule wardrobe approach yeah. as a process and a realistic final outcome. It's the solution. It's mm. functional. It's minimal. So I what I focus on is mindfulness and intention with how we shop and build our wardrobe. So it's building this new foundation that's going to help them build effortless outfits, save time each morning. But it's smart and it's intelligent in the way that we're building their wardrobe. Um, It's not, you know, I don't believe fashion is frivolous at all. You mentioned the touch and the tangible sense of clothing. Mm, Something I often say is that the most powerful belongings that we own are those that are closest to our skin Mm. because they are an extension of who we are. You know, we leave our car in the car park, we lock our door behind us as we go to work, but our outfit walks around with us all day speaking for who we are. So clothing is powerful. I think my clients connect with that, but, you know, as mums in particular, it's often been a long time since we've invested in ourselves or we're reluctant to. So knowing that we're doing it intelligently and it's going to give a full solution no matter where you're going, this this capsule wardrobe is going to suit your lifestyle no matter the the event. And, yeah, give a solution.
0: You're so right. I remember when I had Piper, it was the first time I'd had her and then I realised, okay, my body has changed. My, my tummy isn't going back to, to what it was, which meant all of my pants didn't fit, all of my tops that I used to love like just structured tops but they weren't sitting right. So I think that when you're targeting um, in terms of a core client, the mums, that's really um, the only time, well, one of the, one of the only times you do actually say pretty much everything in here is completely useless now. So you do really get the opportunity to start from scratch. I remember thinking, okay, now I need tops that have a bit of structure, but they're loose around the tummy. But then what, what's the cut of pants that's going to be flattering for me? And everything you know is, is no longer relevant and it becomes really hard. So you can see why people would then say, okay, just, just clear all of that and let's just start from the beginning with some considered pieces that will last the test of time.
1: Absolutely nailed it. That are
0: women are at that point in their life where
1: their identity has shifted, their life has shifted so much that it's it's reasonable and it's actually necessary to start again. We've got nothing to wear, yeah. um, so then it's yeah about doing it in a really considered way.
0: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you've been very, I say lucky, but I should preface that by saying you've worked really hard and you are in a really beautiful position where you are booked out most of the year. You know, you, you do have a steady stream of clients. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if we can hypothesize or maybe even, you know, the answer, what it is that motivates your clients to, to say yes, because Every time I speak to one of my girlfriends about, you know, work, what I do, what have you, every single one of them would say, I'd love to work with a personal stylist. That sounds amazing. Oh, yes, please. But the question is, do they actually end up booking? So I wonder if you know, anecdotally, what made your clients Mm -hmm. decide to reach out, book in, jump on a call? That's such a great question. Someone asked me
1: a similar question recently about what was the turning point for you when those bookings came in? I really struggle to answer. I part of it would be accessibility because I'm in a regional area and I'm, yep. off, I'm now offering a service in an area that this what hasn't been available ever. So I'm offering something new to women locally, and I'm I'm bringing fashion to a regional area that women are craving that they respect that they want to feel their best, they want to look great but they don't necessarily have access. So I think that's part of it as well, giving access to this new and exciting service um, in my area.
0: Yes, and I think also you've got a rack behind you you've developed this um, sort of branded image or a branded um, concept which is the rack and I wanted to I know we've we've worked together before and noticed that people love when you take a photo of a rack I'm even drawn to it now just looking at it going (laughs) oh that would be so good if that was my wardrobe there's this really (laughs) sticky quality to that type of image so how did that come about and how are you using that now to drive awareness of your services?
1: Yeah, but the rat came about from a concierge service that I was offering. Being based in a regional area, I was travelling quite a lot to shop with clients in Melbourne. And for me, being a mum, a busy mum with a lot on my plate, I was exhausted. And I quickly realised if I, someone who loves and just gets so itchy to get down there and touch fashion every day, oh yeah, same. <laughs> if I'm tired from that, the the woman, the client who doesn't enjoy shopping. They're not going to be wanting to spending a halt to spend a whole day at the shop. So I started shopping for the client and bringing it to their home, and that's where the rat came about. And it's reducing the overwhelm yeah. um, for the client or the viewer and showing them a beautiful collection, visually inspiring them straight away with how it works, yeah. how it works together. So that service is where the rat came about. I no longer offer that service. But I think that rack is still integral in what I do because clearly it's visually inspiring women and giving them an example of how a small wardrobe streamlined wardrobe can be really beneficial and just inspiring and and reinvigorate that passion for dressing again.
0: Yes and there's something visual about the present it's the the visual merchandising of a rack of clothing where immediately you can see the combination options and you can see it's quite cohesive so you just imagine great this is everything I need and that kind of there's some I don't know whether we just hit a certain age where it becomes very attractive to organize things in the home but I think... (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's this idea that we can have control over something I think Mm, do you find that the element of control versus overwhelm and being out of control absolutely and there is a point that
1: the way that our brain works we seek comfort and familiarity and when there is too much stuff there's this brain fatigue that sets in and I have a particular client that said to me last year she was just craving that simplicity and she wanted that curated style rack. And it's removing the overwhelm and, and simplifying. And then again, the beauty of it. And what I love about how I've shifted the rack approach is it is it was a full wardrobe that was purchased brand new.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now it's about creating a rack, visual inspiration from your own existing wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably can create this beauty from what you already own. It's just about curating it. And, yeah, again, being really conscious and intentional about how you're arranging your wardrobe so it's visually inspiring.
0: Question about that then. So do you guide clients through creating their own rack at home? Because there's something to be said for displaying your outfits. Uh, so when, when I need a bit of fresh inspiration for my own wardrobe, I will reorganise it, whether it's in colours or in um, different categories or what have you. So do you think that that's the action of organising and displaying and being considered? Is that part of the the efficacy of of creating a rack?
1: Absolutely, yes. And um, yeah. I started doing my own weekly rack and I'm finding that followers and clients particularly are messaging me like I want to do this Jess I want to get on board so yeah very soon I'll be launching as part of my group styling some guidance around how to do this not just so it looks beautiful but it's functional and makes your life easier as well your outfits are planned for the week.
0: So if we were to think about um, when you were starting out as a business owner looking to build an audience that you can then nurture and, and build relationships with and then get them booking into your services do you think part of the power from your the marketing you did was capturing the capsules visually, actually showing them what a capsule looks like, what it could look like for you, as opposed to just talking about creating a capsule?
1: I think it was a turning point. So it's not something I've always done. I'm a visual person. I even asked my graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so frustrating because I can't create content and copy for her until I see what it's going to look like so for a while starting out in the beginning of my business it was you know building the credibility and yep. the testimonials but I've always been very holistic with my brand and wanting to show those visuals of what the wardrobe looks like so it's definitely using that and encompassing those visuals has been a turning point for what my brand looks like and that strength of the connection that my followers feel with what it is I do and what I deliver
0: Yes. It's really interesting. Um, I, I, I interviewed a stylist from Portugal who is now based in the States um, last week, and she has found the most engagement and the most effective content from a marketing perspective has been the videos that she does. And something that I wanted to make clear to everyone is these kinds of conversations are really great inspiration. But as you listen to every person's story, there is a unique recipe that works for every person. It's not a one-size-fits-all, you know. So if someone was to say, great, I'm just going to start taking photographs of racks, it may not work. You know, it's it it's unique to your brand, the way you present it, and you've obviously been able to review what your followers, what your community engages with the most and think, wow, okay, they're really like this. So how can I develop that further? Absolutely. Yeah. And it has been
1: about developing and evolving it yeah, so that I can continue this visual inspiration without the, like the concierge service. So definitely evolving and staying in tune with what people want to see and what they connect with.
0: Mm. So, um, this now we're doubling back actually to a question I should have asked at the beginning, you started your business when your first child was born. So is it around four years old? The business? Yes, yep, yep. Okay. Because I know, um, how successful you are. I, I am sort of I'd love to ask this question to share your feedback with the audience which is I wonder do you still or did you ever feel overwhelmed at the concept or the prospect of building the business you know were there were there stages where you thought oh god I'm not getting any clients or I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I should do I think it's nice to hear from people where we can acknowledge the challenges on a daily basis as well as the achievements
1: yeah absolutely I'm lucky in that This business was built on the back of that passion and I never expected Curate and Style to be what it is now. It was just a strong belief and value I have around helping women see their beauty and feel their beauty and Mm -hmm. just live their life in their own lane. I really believe in empowering women to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really lucky that I just step-by-step built what I built and it kind of flourished Mm -hmm. when you ask about was there a point that I felt overwhelmed that point's probably more now than ever it is growing and it's becoming something bigger is there more
0: expectation on you now is that potentially what the overwhelm and navigating this new world of this was a
1: one-woman show that's now growing into a team and you know I think it's so important to always stay true to our beliefs and our passion but sometimes the vision can change and mm-hmm. um sometimes the journey is pulling us sometimes we're leading it mm-hmm. um so it's just me catching up with the vision a little bit at the moment and yeah. um
0: yeah that's a really good point that the overwhelm can sometimes be once you've started to see the um the velocity or the you know the movement of the business as it grows which kind of maybe might be true for some for some women it might encourage that imposter syndrome of well now all eyes are on me everyone's expecting exceptional service regular content you know constant nurturing bloody retention strategies you know so much and that can be jarring when you've started the journey just creating something that was a passion project
1: yep 100 that's exactly
0: yeah, yeah nailed it it's um it's funny that you also said you just built this business step by step and that for me that phrase conjures up something very calming just I'm just going to literally take it one step at a time and that Um, concept is so effective in my opinion um in terms of building a business and I wonder if you felt this as well the the overarching message on social media certainly is build it fast, hit six figures, do it in six weeks, have a 1,000 automations, and that speed can sometimes just make you almost incapacitated. But what you're saying, and I can attest to the success of your business as as well, is taking that step-by-step approach in a much more calm and measured way. The panic will come, but certainly. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) That's coming. (laughs) (laughs) But taking that approach surely allows you the opportunity to reflect back on the journey and say, I did enjoy the journey, you know, and that's really the most important part.
1: Yes. When you're trying to push too fast beyond what you can reasonably achieve beyond your true confidence in yourself, that's when it feels uncomfortable and, and you're working against the grain. So just going with your heart and your gut and and channeling your energy into what you truly believe in and staying true to that. And just, yeah, step by step, there yeah. is so much influence. The amount of emails and invites and marketing ads that come up to join courses and just more don't and more you hate comments. those guys, <laughs> <laughs> but it's overwhelming. There is, yeah. there's, so much. And um, you just have to pick a couple of things to work on and delete the rest. Yes. Um, until you I agree. Yeah.
0: Delete all yeah. the rest except for anything you hear from the styling advisory. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, everyone. No, you know, it's so true. The word that came to mind when you said, um, you know, all of the emails and invitations and marketing messaging, um, a word like acceleration, any any adjectives that imply we're going to do it fast, we're going to do it hard, it's going to be amazing. It, it starts to sort of make your heart race already. And you think, no, do you know what? For, for me, I would, in an ideal world, I would provide a service called the sort of <laughs> the anti-success strategy. Like it's something to almost be like, let's just take a beat. And really something that is not only a marketing fundamental, but also feels better is to just think to yourself every day, if I'm going to do something for my business, why don't I create something that people would really care about really be interested in so when you when you step away from consistently thinking I've got to post three times a day and I've got to do reels I've got to do insta stories and emails and funnels and landing pages all of that stuff if instead you think to yourself what's one thing I could create today or this week or this month that people would go oh that was so interesting that is a strategy that works so I think for you, you you've you've understood what people are interested in. Why they love that concept, and then you focus on that. And how do you how do you expand on that concept and deliver that value, which I think is really really clever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're right. Something that's always been so important to me is because initially, especially starting out in a blogging world. My success was just to give and to know that the people following were getting some taking some value from me, and that was really meaningful. And I've all I've still this day stand by that is just making sure that my community are getting something from me whenever I show up,
0: and that's it. Mm, that that's that's literally it. Yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds. That, I don't think that that people truly understand how powerful that is and how that genuinely is the secret source behind the world's most successful companies. If you're always focused on knowing who you're talking to, you know, you've got to you can't know what someone will care about unless you know that person, but then creating something where you really it's coming from the heart as opposed to a to-do list that you've downloaded from a template, you know? it's a struggle. It's a struggle to go against the grain of the messaging, which is you've got to do it fast and you've got to do it big and it's got to be everywhere. But I love hearing stories from business owners like yourself that just own what they love and keep focusing on that instead of being sidetracked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to the Styling Advisory Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing success stories from stylists on how they built their empires. We offer all stylists a complimentary empire planning session. Head to our website and complete the online form to book yours in today at www.stylingadvisory.com.au. Keep up to date with the latest episodes, news and business tips by following at the Styling Advisory on Instagram and Facebook.